Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. I'd be very happy to have you on the program. Um, And as always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. You can get the podcast, the show notes, everything. I I want to talk about this Washington Post report, but before I do, let me play you some audio about New Hampshire. Uh, First of all, these, these are... Commentaries on CNN. This first from David Axelrod. And just we, 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 you know, we're analytical about politics. We're all nuts about politics. And so we tend to focus on the game. We should step back. It struck me the other day on Saturday, the three year anniversary of Biden's inauguration. And we remember that inauguration, a capital enclosed. And you remember it very well, a capital enclosed by by uh, fencing uh, with National Guard. Uh, around it, a capital scarred by insurrection, and a president, a Trump, leaving Washington in disgrace. And here we are just three years later, and he is on the verge of a, a, a second-round knockout uh, and a renomination. It's quite an extraordinary thing and, and a little bit sobering. Now, that was him, notice, throwing around the whole insurrection thing. Uh, here's Margaret Hoover, also on CNN. Right. This is, as we say, a do or die moment. You've known her good times and bad. You know her character for better and for worse. Um, Obviously, you know, you were governor and then uh, she was lieutenant and she took over. Where do you think her head is right now? I mean, she knows the moment. In fairness, she followed me. She was not my lieutenant governor, but she did follow me. Where's it go next? Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, 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 I think, A, it's do or die. Uh, I think that if you look at what Ron DeSantis did, I think if you look at what Nikki may do, at the end of the day, it's about saving your own political capital. And I think Ron DeSantis did that to possibly fight another day. And if it doesn't go well in New Hampshire, I suspect you'll see that white flag go up from Nikki's end as well. You do. You think after all these things she said in recent days. I know she said she's going through, but at the end of the day, if you get trounced in your home state, it does not bode well for a future Senate run or for another presidential run. So, Margaret, how well does she have to do tomorrow to stay in? Look, I, I had an opportunity to visit with Governor Sununu about this last week on my PBS program, and he said that, you know, a strong second in a two-person race, which to me is, a, is not a win. 
But, you know, it seems to me as though... Right, you're either going to come in one or two. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're two in a two-person race, that's a loss to me. Yeah. But they're all talking margins, mm -hmm. and that's how they're measuring it. If Trump has 12 to 15 points ahead, it's hard yeah. to see how she wins. If she's within four to six, I think that is a strong second-place finish, which gives her a degree of momentum and, and, frankly, credibility to go back to donors and say, help me push this through at least through South Carolina and see what we can do in South Carolina, which is admittedly an incredibly difficult race for her. Yeah, that's the problem is South Carolina is an incredibly difficult race for the former governor of South Carolina. And that's the red. New Hampshire is somewhat anomalous. Independents and Democrats, they, they make it very easy for them to cross over and shake it up. I, I don't I don't see a path forward, and if she's a friend, I, I I like her, I wish her well. I don't see a path after New Hampshire, and she's saying she'll stay in regardless. But that's what DeSantis said after Iowa as well, and look what happened. Now, you can't really believe that statement, particularly when the donors say no more. There will be this effort to fall in line, and with Axelrod, you have the insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. I, I you know I didn't get a chance the other day to spend much time here uh, on this piece from George Will, who is not, he is not a fan of Donald Trump by any means. But follow along with this. More than half of the 1,215 convention delegates needed to secure the Republican nomination will be allocated on March 5th, 10 days after South Carolina's primary. By limping on for six more weeks, DeSantis complicates Haley's task of deflating Trump by defeating him in her home state. Now, this was written before all that happened. Trump's cascading legal distractions driven by progressive prosecutors have strengthened his grip on the party. If, however, Trump is inaugurated 371 days after Monday's Iowa caucuses, progressives will have accomplished perhaps the largest self-inflicted wound in U.S. political history. The second worst news drenching President Biden's campaign is this. Although no Republican presidential candidate has won among voters under 30 since 1988, the New York Times-Siena College poll last month showed Trump leading Biden with that cohort 49 to 43, a 10-point swing. Even worse for Biden is this. A USA Today Suffolk University poll finds his support among black voters at 63%, a 24-point collapse since 2020. In 1964, four months after enacting the Civil Rights Act, Lyndon Johnson won 94% of the black vote, 26 points more than John F. Kennedy's 1960 percentage. In the subsequent 14 elections, no Democrat has received less than Jimmy Carter's 83% in 1976. Democrats have averaged 85%. Writing national affairs, Boston College political scientists Dennis Hale and Mark Landry say, quote, Polarization is largely a response by part of the electorate to the reality that the mass media and the nation's major cultural and educational institutions are largely controlled by or operate for the benefit of a very different part of the electorate. This perception is reinforced by ham-handed progressive tactics that impart momentum to Trump's grievance tour. Before the Supreme Court ends this mischief, Let's end applause for grandstanding officials in blue states who ban Trump from ballots on the grounds that the 14th Amendment makes him ineligible because on January 6, 2021, he participated in a quote-unquote insurrection. Stretching that concept enough to disqualify the man currently leading him in polls, Biden, in a statement remarkably silly, even considering the source, 
said that on January 6th, quote, we nearly lost America, lost it all. A rabble's four-hour tantrum, which briefly delayed the certification of the 2020 election, nearly did what four years of Confederate military campaigning could not do, really. The Congress that, a year after Appomattox, selected the word insurrection, surely was thinking of such concerted attempts to smash the national regime. Until there is something comparable, let's agree that the last person disqualified by Section 3 died at 104 in 1951. His name was, really, Pleasant Crump, the last known surviving Confederate soldier. George Will, a man who despises Donald Trump, is not willing to call what happened on January 6th an insurrection because it wasn't. In his words, it was a four-hour tantrum. I'd go with riot wasn't an insurrection. But those are the things the left is using, and they're using it to try to persuade people. But are people going to be more persuaded by what happened on January 6, 2021, or are they going to be more persuaded by the mass wave of illegal immigrants coming across the border? Are they going to be more persuaded by Donald Trump's antics or American reality? Persuaded to vote for Donald Trump because of the mass wave of illegal immigrants? and a bad economy, and inflation, and the woke agenda, boys and girls' bathrooms, boys and girls' sports, uh, the censoriousness of the left, the emboldened hatred of the left towards the rest of the country, the Green New Deal environmental wackos forcing you to give up your dryer and washer and washing machine and dishwasher and, and, and a water heater, trying to force you out of your car into an electric car you can't afford, shutting down the power grid, I suspect these things matter more. I don't think we're going to see a mass wave of support for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire tonight. I don't. I think the media will rapidly pivot towards general election commentary. The race will be all but over. Republicans will gravitate towards Donald Trump. There will be a segment of the population that wakes up and realizes that thought it wouldn't happen, that realize it has happened, who will shift dramatically to Joe Biden. The polling will show that shift. Republicans will be convinced the polls are rigged and people are deluded. But ultimately, when people go vote in November, who do you really think they're going to, what do you really think they're going to vote for or against? Their 401k and their pocketbook. If so, you know, the markets are doing bad right now. The Dow's set records. The S&P set records. 401ks are doing well. Inflation is coming down. Maybe that will help Biden. Maybe that will help him. But the current contratops, the, the, the idea that we need to build some sort of uh, mystery and magic and, and, and tease out this race, it's over. If Donald Trump does tonight what I expect him to do and wins so much so, that uh, we we see this race called early. I, I think that's the I think that's a a big big issue. Now, undeclared voters in New Hampshire, you should know, are breaking towards Nikki Haley. They are, and it's 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 not even close. It's fifty eight to thirty among undeclared voters. But the problem here, undeclared voters or voters who can vote, they 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 aren't Democrat. They come over, they vote in the Republican Party. The problem here, though, is this. They're the smallest number showing up. 
most of it is Republicans. So I could be wrong. I'd go out on a limb here. I could say, um, I, I could say, you know what? Maybe, maybe there's a twist here. The media is certainly building up the twist, but I just don't see it happening. Remember, Donald Trump won the New Hampshire primary in 2016. Right now, Dixville Notch in those areas, they've come in for Nikki Haley. Um, they lost, uh, Donald Trump lost them in 2016. All of the areas that have come in thus far are areas that Donald Trump lost in 2016. New Hampshire allows some of these areas to go on and cast their votes. They're small little villages. They count their votes. Everybody shows up at midnight and votes. Dixville Notch is the most famous. They vote first in the nation. They show up uh, at midnight, the six of them. They vote together. They All six of them voted for Nikki Haley. Um, that's not an indicator of anything. There's no reason to try to keep the mystery and the magic alive in the primary. The primary process ends tonight in New Hampshire, barring some wild, unforeseen surprise. But I tend to believe the polling. I tend to think the polling shows that this race is over. I tend to think that Nikki Haley will not make it through the weekend as a candidate if Donald Trump has more than a 10-point lead. I tend to think her voters will speak. You know, I, I sometimes get invited to these donor conferences. There was supposed to be one at the beginning of March in Las Vegas, and I've really been looking for an excuse to go to Las Vegas. And they tend to have these super secret meetings of the vast right-wing conspiracy. They meet in Las Vegas. They meet the first weekend of March, and I didn't get an invite, and I was a little bit hurt. And, you know, I got an invite last night. It's the beginning of May. They saw no need to meet in March. They see no need to meet because they see no way to shake up the race. So they'll meet later in the year. And they'll plot forward from there of how to help Donald Trump. The donors are falling in line behind Donald Trump. The donors who opposed him, they're falling in line. The money sees the writing on the wall. The betting money in the race has bet on Donald Trump all of a sudden because they see where this is headed. Now the question is the general election less than New Hampshire. We'll give New Hampshire its due to today. We'll cover it tomorrow on the show, and then we'll move on unless there's a huge surprise, and we'll dwell if there's a surprise. I'm just not expecting one. New Hampshire will be the beginning officially of the general election, and you know what happens then? Joe Biden has about five times more money than Donald Trump and will aggressively try to wake up those undecided voters and make them realize what the Republicans have done and see if he can persuade them to his side. The downside for Democrats is this. Donald Trump has a lot more time than Democrats expected him to have to persuade those voters to stand with him. We'll see how that plays out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies. And yeah, it is you ladies that I need to have this discussion with. This is important. Have you bought a Stanley Cup? Have you? The, the 40 ounce ones that are all the rage these days with the women out there. Well, 
the craze, according to NBC, uh, hit new levels last week when a woman was arrested and accused of stealing 65 of them worth about $2,500 from a store in California. It is shocking that she was arrested, but it's San Francisco where they still are not San Francisco, Sacramento, uh, and, and uh, no Roseville near Sacramento where they still take law and order seriously. Um, they said she stole, uh, went to a store and stole 65 of them. Staff saw a woman take a shopping cart full of Stanley water bottles without paying for them, refused to stop for staff, and stuffed the car with stolen merchandise. An officer spotted the vehicle as it entered the highway. Uh, the unnamed woman, 23 years old from Sacramento, was arrested and accused of grand theft. Women are now stealing the Stanley Cups. Not the Stanley Cup. No, no, that's still for hockey. Not for the Lightning this year, Philip. I'm sorry. Uh, but the Stanley Thermoses. I, I have the Yeti one. I mean, I realize that, that that conservatives got mad at Yeti, but I got a lot of them, and they're great. And my gosh, do they hold their temperature. I can uh, pour me a cup of coffee at 8 a.m. And, and open it at noon when the show starts, and I've still got hot coffee. I don't know about these Stanley ones other than they don't fit in my cup holder. My daughter now has one because every woman in America seems to have one of these massive, massive Stanley thermoses. At least they're staying hydrated. But I don't know. Let's just be honest here. How many of you are pouring them out at the end of the day? I bet a good number of you aren't actually drinking your full Stanley thermos. I don't I don't understand it. It's like Crocs. By the way, same marketing people behind the, the takeoff of the Stanley thermos as the Crocs. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't want to get it. I, I don't, I don't just, I don't want to see it. Oh, oh, my kid says in her defense, it was my wife who bought it for her. Aha! Uh-huh. Throw mom under the bus, why don't you? <laughs> nope, nope. My Yeti fits perfectly fine in the cup holder of my car. I don't need the Stanley Thermos that uh, you people are all lugging around throwing your backs out with. My goodness gracious. But this poor woman, she stole... She stole 65 of them. Good grief. Okay. I got to move on. Let me tell you about Vision Computer before I do. Visioncomputers.com or 404 Compute. They are for you if you need a computer. If you need a PC, a laptop, or a desktop, they can make them for you. For your kid who's headed off to college later this year, you got to start thinking about that. Or for your business, your employees, you need you need computers. Listen, you could go to the big box store and you could buy a bunch. You could get online and buy them. But why don't you develop a relationship with a company like Vision Computers that is a great service team for you as well? They give your company or your, your employees, your kids even. I, my, my kid has the phone number. Call Vision Computers and they can answer any questions. Uh, I mean, honestly, 15 seconds or less, they give you the answer. You, you don't know how to do something on the computer. They can tell you how to do it. It's fantastic. They're great people. They can give you a great deal. If you call them at 404 Compute and you say Eric Erickson sent you, they give you an even better deal. It's not on the visioncomputers.com website. You call them and say, I sent you. And my goodness gracious, will they take care of you. They're great people. We have one of their computers in our house. I love them. They make tech support so easy. Visioncomputers.com, 404 Compute. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. So my kid texts me and she says, you have to tell your audience um, that the stand- she has one. She threw her mom under the bus that her mom bought it for. Her. In her experience, it stays cold but doesn't stay hot. And the paint chips like Satan's dandruff and only some fit in the car cup holders and they barely fit in the dishwasher. This is her text message to me. <laughs> Just I stuck with y'all. I just I, Yeti makes they're so good, um, they really are good. Uh, and I stick them in the dishwasher. I've had them for years. They still. I just I don't get the Stanley phenomenon. And yeah, they really are unwieldy. They really, really are. We got to move on to other stuff. In fact, I want to go to JT's phone call. JT, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. How are you? Good afternoon, Eric. How are you? Great. What's going on? Yeah. Um... I know. Okay, so you're you've been on fire since yesterday, and even into the show here, you kind of scrubbed the edge on where I was going. Uh, now I know Rush mentioned it before he passed, and you mentioned it bef- uh, right behind him. I think at the point, Eric, and you may agree. I don't think really it matters how much of the black vote Trump would get; um, he would win regardless. But for what I've been seeing, and I've seen recent YouTube videos of, uh, you know, not just blacks, but Hispanics and others, but they're outraged at the current state of things from the Democrats, particularly the immigration, which I think would doom one of the things that would doom Biden. But I've seen YouTube videos where he's been invited to Chicago and he's getting gang support in New York City, particularly the Bronx, which is it's kind of shocking, but I'm not surprised. So my thing I would ask you is, do you think that uh, if Trump would go into those communities with that um uh, build up support for him even more because i Look, think what happened was the mug shot in atlanta when he went to fulton county i think that kind of set the fuse off of that you know it's funny you should say that the number of people i know who believe that mug shot uh what made him so relatable uh to a lot of people <laughs> uh and uh that 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 helped and and yeah jt i actually think if if trump campaigns in those areas one of the things Donald Trump did, unlike a lot of Republicans, um, and, and JT, I'm going to let you go there, but let you listen, and thank you for the phone call. Um, so here's my experience with a lot of Republican outreach. Republicans hire some kid who goes into either the black community and and does his hands funny and says, yo, yo, what up, or goes into the Hispanic community and says, hola, and then gives uh, white spiel on why you should vote Republican and is completely unrelatable to any of them. Trump is a master marketer, and he makes himself relatable to people regardless of race, and he makes a pitch to those people in ways that other people are scared to do because it's not focus grouped. And because it's not focus grouped, it's not poll tested strategist approved. It comes across as authentic and it works for him and it may not work for everybody, but he does it. And to JT's point, you know, the black community 
is impacted by immigration greatly. Uh, where do you think all the immigrants go in the community and, and whose jobs are they most likely to take? It impacts them greatly. And also, Donald Trump signed the First Steps Act. He, a lot of young black men got out of jail. And do you know when Donald Trump was president, he had the lowest unemployment for black Americans in history? Had the, the maximized jobs for the black community. And also the Democrats look at him now. A white guy, a well-off black person even, can move into a neighborhood to pick a school. But your average middle-class black voter, they're stuck in a neighborhood with a failing school. And Democrats want their kids stuck. And Republicans want to give them better education. Let mom and dad take control of it and have the government cover the costs. And the Democrats don't want that. God forbid you, you should be allowed your child an escape out of a failing public school. These things matter over time. Republicans tend to take advantage of pro-life voters. I, I, to some degree, I think Trump is now. Trump said a number of things the pro-life community is starting to get a little agitated by. Um, he's opposed to a 15-week federal ban. He's, he's mocked the Florida six-week ban. He, he blames the pro-life position on Republican losses. He suggested he'd walk it back some. Pro-lifers are a little squeamish on this. They're trying to talk to him, tell him to knock it off. But you know and I know a lot of pro-life evangelical voters are going to show up and vote for him regardless of what he does. He can take advantage of them. Democrats do the same thing to black voters. Those of you listening right now, and by the way, I know the data. There are a lot of black people listening to me right now. The Democratic Party takes advantage of you. You don't want boys taking your daughter's scholarships on the sports teams. And the Democrats don't care because they know you're still going to vote for them. But the donors who give them money care greatly about that issue and want boys on girls' teams. You black voters for the Democratic Party, you don't want the IRS getting reports on your gig economy money from uh, being an, a DoorDash or Instacart driver or what have you. And yet that's what the Democrats have decided to do because that's what their donors insist is a good policy. They're progressive white donors. The awfuls are in charge of the Democratic Party now, the affluent white female urban liberals. The awfuls, affluent white female urban liberals, awful. We don't call them Karens anymore. And they're chasing black voters out of the Democratic Party. The awfuls or the nags from the National Association of Gals, you'll remember Rush saying, <laughs> I mean, the black and Hispanic voters, including black and Hispanic women, don't want to be in the party with the nags and the awfuls. And they're moving to the GOP. You got a guy who's funny, who's a little bit braggadocious, well, a little bit, a lot braggadocious, says it with a twinkle in his eye, and they know he means what he says, as opposed to Joe Biden, who says some terribly racist things, then the media gives him a passport, and he's got Kamala Harris who you would think the data would show that black people would relate to her, but they don't really relate to her for a lot of reasons. So, yeah, I, I do think, but here's the thing, and it's not going to be a 50% shift. It's not going to be a 30% shift, not a 20% shift. It may be a 10 to 15% shift, maybe 10%. And that's all it takes. Look at Brian Kemp in Georgia. 
I texted him. He'll remember this um, before the election in uh, 2022. And I, 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 I did a monologue on radio and he heard it and texted afterwards about his percentage of the Hispanic vote in Georgia. And if he just boosted 10, 15 percent, he could lock in a win. And he did. Republicans shifted the Hispanic vote, not just for Kemp, but for Republicans. You had John King in Georgia is the first. Uh, he's born in Mexico. He's a um, Hispanic statewide elected official in Georgia, now elected, then appointed. Uh, Kemp did a lot of stuff to move the Hispanic vote in Georgia, and it moved remarkably for him and, and helped pad his margins against Stacey Abrams. Trump can do the same thing with black and Hispanic voters. You, you get 10%. It matters. No, it's a, the majority of black voters still vote Democrat. But it's a shrinking majority, and that growing minority helps pad the margins. It's something you can't be dismissive of if you're a Democrat, and a lot of them are. I mean, you know, I started playing some of this clip yesterday. This is the exchange from the Sunday shows about uh, Joe Biden and uh, the black community, despite what the polling shows. Listen to this. Recent polls show the campaign is underperforming with black voters compared to 2020 exit polls. South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn has said he is very concerned about this. Vice President Harris, I know you just saw that, told Mary the campaign has responded to the black community's needs. But if that's the case, why has support for President Biden dipped? Look, I think what a lot of people are expressing uh, is urgency. Uh, they sense a sense of urgency because of the threat that Republicans pose uh, to, you know, America right now. And that's precisely why the president and the vice president are running for re-election, uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen. When it comes to African-American voters, I want to be very clear about this, that no administration has done as much for the African-American community as President Biden and Vice President Harris. <clears throat> We're talking about black wealth being up 60 percent, the racial wealth gap being the lowest as it has ever been in recorded history. We have to continue to take this message directly to African-American voters, and our campaign has done that. We've come out of the gate with very large buys targeted at African-American voters, organizing in their communities to send a clear signal that, one, we don't take them for granted. Two, we recognize that we need to earn their support in this campaign and communicate with them all the ways in which this administration uh, has, all the work that this administration has done to make their lives better. And that has to also be in juxtaposition to the contrast of what you know, the Republicans are putting forward. There is going to be a choice in this election, and we have the choice about all the things that I just laid out that President Biden and Vice President Harris have done for the African-American community, and what's on the Republican side, which is ripping away health care, pledging to repeal the ACA that would drive uh, African-American um, insured rates through the roof. And, um, and so Fox that's the choice that African-American voters are going to have. Okay, it was worth you hearing his entire explanation. Because he's doing with black voters exactly what the Democrats are doing with other voters about the economy. Y'all don't know how good you have it. I don't care what the polls show. We're going to clue you people into just how good you have it under Joe Biden. You may not feel it, but that's because you're stupid, and we'll make sure you're educated. That, that, that doesn't sell. Trying to tell voters who do not feel like they are benefiting from the economy— or the policies of the administration that actually you stupids you are really is not a way to get those people to vote for you. It, it, it is an absurd thing that this is how they're selling themselves. This is an absurd thing that this is their push moving forward, that somehow we're going to we're, we're, we're going to blast you. We're going to tell you you're ignorant. We're going to tell you you have it better than you think it, you have it. Um, that's not a winning strategy, and yet... That is the strategy the Democrats have chosen to deploy 
when it comes to not just the black vote, but even blue-collar voters. Y'all, that's not a winning way forward. It's not in any way, shape, or form winning. When you have to explain to people that y'all don't know how good you have it, and you need to wake up and realize just how awesome Joe Biden is, I'm no, that that doesn't that doesn't work. You gotta meet people where they are. It would be far easier for Joe Biden to go try to blame Trump to these people and say, well, yeah, the, Trump screwed up the COVID response. And look, it's taken a while to get over it, but look, the economic metrics are starting to change, and I promise you'll begin to feel it. Do something like that as opposed to trying to tell them that, that everything is going to work for him. It, it, it really actually is an insane strategy that they want to lecture people that you don't know how good you have it. If polling shows that black Americans don't feel like they're benefiting from Biden's economy, telling them they're wrong is not a way to lure them in. And in fact, they aren't benefiting from Biden's economy. Americans for Prosperity has all the data to point out how black voters are falling behind in Joe Biden's economy and and inflation impacts the black family even more than the white family, just given income disparities in this country based on race. They're waking people up to the fact that the Biden economy has failed people and that his policies are failing people, and they're providing the solutions to turn the corner. They want you on their team to be able to go to your neighbors, regardless of their race, and explain to them why this nation can be fixed and how it's possible with free markets and free people, with deregulation, with school choice, with conservative solutions that limit government. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You sign up with Americans for Prosperity. You learn how to not just be an incredible activist, but a great volunteer. They give you the data, the tools, the knowledge, the wit and wisdom to go to your local government, your state government, your next door neighbor, and persuade them that free markets and free people are a great thing, to persuade them that limited government is a great thing, to persuade your friends, your neighbors, your legislature, your city council, your school board, that you have the path to put this country in your local community onto success. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up today. You're one of over 4 million people. There's strength in numbers, and you can be one of the activists for Americans for Prosperity. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You know, you get all these reports of things spying on you and whatnot and listening on your conversations. Wirecutter is a site I use for um, for... If I'm buying something, the uh, wire cutter it was an independent thing for a long time. The New York Times actually bought it and, and merged it into the New York Times, but it's actually a great site uh, where if you're trying to buy something, it, it it rates and reviews products and doesn't make money off of those products. So that they give you more accurate information. So I went to wire cutter. I was looking for something. And what's the number one subject right now is is uh, the big Stanley forty ounces. They they leak more than their competitors. What's the best one to buy? 
I don't know necessarily that they're eavesdropping on me so much as that is a massive conversation in America right now, all of these these places. You know what should be is dad's place. Have you heard about this? It's a church. Okay, first of all, I, I will say nothing about calling the name of the church dad's place, but I would probably never go worship at a place called dad's place. That just seems a little bit too informal to me, but... Um, They have filed a federal lawsuit because dad's place, the church, is built next to a homeless shelter. And there are people when the homeless shelter, uh, when people show up at the homeless shelter, that the homeless shelter can't shelter. And so the church has left its doors unlocked so that homeless people who go to the homeless shelter and there's no spot for them can come sleep at the church. And local authorities have punished the church. They've uh, charged the church with violating zoning ordinances. They, they've come after the pastor there as well. Um, all because the county says it or the, the city says it's making the situation worse. And the church says we're literally right next to the homeless shelter and the people were sleeping on the sidewalks. So at least now they're in a warm church. In March 2023, Dad's Place began operating its ministry 24 hours a day to serve the most vulnerable in the community. Dad's Place did so without incident, according to the First Liberty Institute. In November 2023, as winter began in northern Ohio, Bryan City officials issued an ultimatum to the church, cease operating 24 hours a day or face legal penalties. After Dad's Place refused to force those within this care out onto the streets, city officials began a campaign to harass, intimidate, and shut down dad's place. They've even criminally charged the pastor and threatened to criminally charge the church landlord for allowing homeless people to sleep inside the church during freezing temperatures. And their argument is that the church is not a 24-hour business. Jesus Christ, say what? <laughs> what? It's like, um, I'm pretty sure I'm the God of the universe 24-7, 365, 366 in a leap year. <laughs> I mean, so I listen, this is all, First Liberty is a fantastic, fantastic organization. Uh, if you want a, a, a great champion of religious liberty, First Liberty, um, org, they are fantastic people. I've been to several of their events, um, they, they do a good job. They are they are fired up to help this pastor in this church who are doing the Lord's work of allowing homeless people who've been turned away at the shelter next door to come inside and go to sleep. By the way, you know what one of the city arguments is? So one of the arguments is very funny. One of the arguments of the local city government, and for those of you in Ohio, this is, this is you, Bryan, Ohio is where it is. So One of the arguments is that the church is in a zoned area where businesses aren't zoned to operate 24 hours a day. The other argument, and this is the one I find funny, is that they were not allowing the homeless to sleep on beds. That's right. Um, That's that's right. That's one of the arguments is that uh, the homeless did not have beds to sleep on, and therefore they couldn't sleep at the church. Brian is in northwest Ohio. It's actually closer to Fort Wayne, Indiana, than it is to Toledo. It's, it's south of the Michigan line, south of Hillsdale College, um, due south of Hillsdale on the same road. All right, folks, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. We'll have the primary results from New Hampshire.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.